Texas A&M adds four-star running back DeAndre Ryden to finally really secure the running back position for the future. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked on Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefani. Thanks for making Locked on Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, Texas A&M adds a running back to the 2025 recruiting class. DeAndre Tiger, nickname Tiger, ridden, riding, whatever it is, uh, pronunciation. I think we're going to go with 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 riding. I think that's how we're going to roll with it. But Tiger is an awesome nickname. I'm a huge nickname guy. I'm a big believer in if you want to succeed in college football, in college baseball, anything, college basketball, you got to have a great nickname. Boots Radford, Will the Blanket Lee, Texas A&M's full of them. And here's another one in Tiger. Four-star running back from DeSoto, Texas, 5'10", 195 pounds. He's ranked as the 216th best player in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. So you might say, well, well I mean, Andrew, why, why did you claim that you know the running back position is, is finally – set up for the future. And I'll tell you, it's pretty simple. Texas A&M didn't have a running back in the 2024 recruiting class. They did get a transfer in EJ Smith. And we'll talk about the room as a whole here in a minute. But not bringing in a running back, it, I'm I'm always a believer in Brian Smith, or, um, our lockdown recruiting analyst, who, like I said, we're going to have on. And the plan for that is Friday. We're going to have Brian on every Friday. Um, that's the plan going forward. With um, I told y'all I'd update y'all on that. But he always says, like, you want to fill every position in every single recruiting class. Not having a running back in the 2024 class, I, I get that Texas A&M is stacked there right now. You are. You're in a good spot right now with running backs. But still, I don't like not having a running back, not having any position in a class, especially running back where you were getting hit a lot, you get they get injured a lot. We saw last year. I mean, we saw Le'Veon Moss in and out of the lineup. I mean, um, running back is a position where it is easy, easy to get banged up. So I think the point here is I'm glad you got a running back in the 2025 class. And frankly, I wouldn't be upset if you went and got one more and to kind of make up for the lack of, of running backs in the 2024 class. Running back is a position. I know you got the young guy in Ruben Owens and you know, everybody, E.J. Smith, even all these guys got a little bit of eligibility um, left. So I, I just think that my point here is I wouldn't mind if you went and got another one because I think you got to make up for not having one in that 2024 class. So if uh, Ryden's your guy, that's great. You know, he can be your guy in the running back. But I wouldn't mind go to get a three-star and go get, you know, 
there are different styles of running back. You got your speedsters, you got your bruisers, you got your shifty guys. You know, go get a different style of running back. Although I do think Ryden is kind of a mix of all. We'll talk about him as a player here in a minute. Um, but go get, you know, go get a bruiser maybe, or go get somebody that can get you a first down on third and one, or a score a touchdown on third and goal from the half yard line. Go get somebody like that. There's lots of different things you could do with that with that next running back, but I wouldn't mind going to get another one to make up for the lack of running back in last year's recruiting class, or this year's, I guess, still technically, even though we're moving on to 2025. But um, I mean, there are a there were a lot of big dogs in play for Ryan. Uh, you got offers Alabama, Georgia, Texas, Miami, Missouri, Oklahoma. Oregon, Ole Miss, everybody wanted this guy. And when you watch the tape, you'll understand why. Now, one thing I want to add, and listen, I'm not taking anything away from Ryden, but his offensive line was incredible. Incredible. Um, so that was like I want to sign every every kid on that offensive line. I mean, it was it was really impressive watching those guys block. So not taking anything away from Ryan because there were a lot of plays where he, you know, maybe got was given a good hole from the O line, but he saw to make guy miss, um, you know, linebacker miss, whatever it was, and he did. But I'm just saying, shout out to the O line there because they are they are incredible. And I think Ryan would tell you the same thing. I think he'd tell you I'm running behind some some good players. But the first thing I noticed is he's got great vision. And one thing I always add, I love getting out to see the high school kids play, like the, the commits play. And the reason I do is because, like, we're looking at highlights. You know, on highlights, you can kind of see – you see a lot of positives, and you can see the traits that these players have. But you don't see plays where they don't make the right decision or they do something wrong. And, and what I noticed on every single one of the highlights is Ryden – has great vision. He always picked the right hole with that offensive line. Like I said, he could have picked between three holes and, and, and probably gained some positive yardage on each of them, but he always seemed to find the right hole that gave him a big gain. Um, so that vision was very clear. And vision to me, vision, you know, running backs like, like he's so I, I told you he's five, uh, five, 10, 195. You know, that's, that's college football ready kind of weight, you know. I mean, really. I mean, I mean, he looks like a college football ready ready running back. And so, looking at the, you know, that so the vision to me is what makes you can you play early on in your college career. I always say running backs a position where you can play early because the vision is really everything. If you have good vision. You're like you likely, unless you're you know one of those like really small running backs that's kind of like a gadget guy. I think you can play early on into your college career, and that's what Ryden is. I mean, five foot ten, hundred ninety five pounds. He can he's ready to play college football, and I think he's got the vision to play college football, and that's everything. If you can, in that you know half second, you have to do it. You know, grab the football from the quarterback and see where you need to go, and you make right decisions. Eight times out of ten, you're a college football ready running back, and that's what I see from um, Ryden when I watch the tape when it comes to his vision. But he also, I like that he he adds he's fast, incredibly fast. Like he, he runs away from people. I like so he, he's fast, he's shifty, he makes people miss, and I like that he also can run you over. So that's what I talked about. He's he, I mean, because running back is a position where there are players that just 
you know, they're this guy's fast. This guy run you over. This guy um, will make you miss. He, from the tape I watched, he ran some people over. He made some people miss, and he ran away from some folks. So I think that he can do it all as a running back, which is great. You all know I love versatility when it comes to high school recruits. I love it when these players can do everything you need them to at the position, and then they can kind of develop all those skills when they get to college. So I feel really good about riding the type of player he is. Highly recommend going to watch the tape once again. If you just go to his 24-7 sports profile, um, I mean, it's just it's really good tape. I believe, and once again, shout out to that O line, man. Pretty O line play brings me joy, and that's what it was. But um, you know, I mean, Ryden is just he's a, he's a running back who I think can play early on in his Texas A and M career at a position of need. Like I said, I feel good about the running backs you have for this upcoming season. But then what's going to happen? You know, the portals a thing, and and players are starting to get older and. You don't got the young guy except for um, Owens, and it's like you got to bring these guys in. So as I said, I wouldn't mind going to get one more running back, but the one that Texas A&M now has in the 2025 recruiting class, DeAndre Ryden, I feel really good about. I think he's talented, and I think he is going to have a really good career at Texas A&M, and he's got that the the size and, and the skill. I wouldn't be surprised to see him shoot up as an NFL running back at some point in his career. And as I always tell you all, Look at the offer list. The offer list is incredible. And the last thing I will say before we move on here, there are not there are not 21 running backs in this recruiting class better than Ryden. It's very simple. So awesome nickname, awesome player, very excited about his commitment to, to Coach Elko and the 2025 recruiting class. That brings Texas A&M to four total commits, and the class is ranked 18th overall. Starting to feel good about it. Coach Elko is going to recruit at a high level. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a little bit of a ceiling and floor conversation and then talk some basketball. We're going to do that coming up right here. Unlocked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. Get buckets. With your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and a ton more. NBA All-Star break is wrapping up. You'll be able to bet some NBA basketball soon. College basketball still going on. MLB is right around the corner. And as I told y'all, a lot of college baseball fans here at Locked on Aggies and our um, our everydayers in the community. So listen, I hit a parlay betting on FanDuel, betting on SEC teams to win non-conference games. So just remember that. I highly recommend it. Bet on the SEC teams against the not-as-good opponents. Highly recommend it. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA and the Locked On Podcast Network. So, you know, I was sitting and I was kind of thinking, you know, I was thinking college football playoff yesterday and, and thinking like, and then I was like, you know, that takes me to the ceiling. In the floor for Texas A&M. So, 
Let's get into it. I think that the ceiling and the floor for this football team is a little more narrow than it was last year. It's funny, last season, I'm pretty sure that we had the ceiling listed at six wins and the floor listed at 10. And, like, you know, that's a huge gap. This year, I've had it close a little bit. So I have the ceiling for Texas A&M at 10 wins and the floor at seven wins. And, you know, so once again, last year, I think it was 10 and six. This year, it's 10 and seven. And, and the seven has to do with, with, with this schedule. Once again, I mean, you probably feel better about last year's roster, but you feel better about this year's schedule while also not feeling, you know, concerned with this year's roster. So, um, now, in all honesty, and you hate to put this on a first-year coach, you really do, but I think that seven would be a disappointment. I mean, I think seven wins, just knowing that this schedule, I think eight wins would make everybody feel great. I think we'd all feel good about eight wins. Nine wins, eight wins plus, I think everybody's happy. Seven wins, I just think it would be a little bit, because I just don't see – I mean, I don't see a ton of losses on the schedule. And I, and, and listen, those uh, we've got our Texas fans that listen. We've got some other folks in which we really appreciate you being here. And But, you know, I already see it. I already see them coming to the comments and saying, oh, you know, Texas A&M, they're not going to win. They're, they're going to disappoint like always. I get it. I do get it if you want to say that because history has proven that under Coach Fisher and um, except for really one year, you know. But the point is, it's a new regime here. There's new a new coaching staff, new players, new culture. And I think that Coach Elko is building this thing the right way. I think he's got an incredible coaching staff. I think he's got a really good roster. And I think he is adding, you know, talented football players, both in the high school recruiting class, um, in the portal. So what I'm saying is I think – Texas A&M can win eight-plus games this year. That's why I have the ceiling at 10. And then we'll have, So it's funny. I'll have – we'll have, you know, some fans of other fan bases saying, Andrew, there's no way in the world Texas A&M wins eight games. And then I'm going to have Texas A&M fans saying, you know, Andrew, if we don't win 11, you know, we got to win 11. I think that somewhere in the middle is where this is going to land. I think it's eight, eight to ten wins. Uh, I mean, once again, I, I think you've got pretty easy victories – against McNeese, Bowling Green, New Mexico State, Mississippi State, and South Carolina. I think you have five pretty easy wins. I do. I think that – or in Arkansas, excuse me, so six. So, yeah, so McNeese, Bowling Green, Arkansas, Mississippi State, South Carolina, New Mexico State. I feel good about those six games. I think Texas A&M wins those six games. I think the way – that you you don't it, you, the way you hit the floor is losing one of those six games. So if you win those six games, you then got your two toss ups in Auburn and Florida. So what I've kind of talked about the schedule, I think the way to eight wins is winning is going six and zero oh in those games we talked about. Those six games going one and one against Auburn and Florida 
And then in the remaining four games of Notre Dame, um, Notre Dame, Missouri, LSU, and Texas, which all four of those games are at home, winning one of those games. So you win one of those games. You win you, – you go one and one against Auburn and Florida. You go one and three in those four games and six and oh in the other games we talked about. That is an eight and four season. That is an eight and four year, which would put you above the floor, below, I think, the ceiling. So that's the route to eight wins. The route to seven wins to me is um is losing one of those games in uh, one of those six games. So that gives you five five wins there. I, I have a feeling knowing how how pumped up Kyle Field's gonna be for those four games, the, the important home games. I just think regardless of the outcome, they're gonna grab one of those games. So if they steal one of those games. I just think the route to seven wins is you lose to one of Auburn and Florida. You lose to one of the six teams, and then you go one and three. So that would be um, three, yeah, four or five. That's how you get to seven. That's that's the route to seven and five. I think the route to nine wins is you go two and zero oh against Auburn and Florida, six and zero. Oh. The, the, the route to nine is pr- pretty simple. You go six and zero. Oh, in the games that I, I said you're supposed to win, you go two and zero against Auburn and Florida on the road, and then you win one of those four games that you're probably not going to sp- be supposed to win. You're not going to be predicted to win. That is your route to nine and three, which I think is very doable. I think that you can beat Florida, you can beat Auburn, be tough places to play. The crowds are going to be pumped up, but I think both of those games are winnable. So. You know, if you go if you go eight no in those eight games, Auburn, Florida, and the six we discussed, you know, nine wins is very much on the table, especially with how much I discussed winning um, those two, winning one of those games in Kyle Field. I just there's no way that not one of those home games with the crowd pumped up they're going to take take a big win. So, um, and then the route to ten and two for me is same thing. You beat those six teams. You beat Auburn and Florida on the road. There's your eight wins. And then you go two and two in those tough games, whether it's beat Notre Dame and beat LSU, then lose to Missouri and Texas, or beat Texas and beat um, LSU, lose to Notre Dame and Missouri. Whatever that route is, that's 10 wins. And like we discussed, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, with, with the playoff expanding to 12 teams, the right 10 and two has a chance with college football, especially with, you know, your Alabama coming down to earth and some of these teams, you know, Texas um, joining the SEC and having to play a lot. 10 and two, you never know. You never know. The right 10 and two could have you in, you know, like ranked like 10, 11, or 12 in the playoff. It really could. Not saying that's super likely, but the right 10 and two could sneak you into the back end of that playoff. Um, which is the fun part of the new way of the playoff. But, I mean, that'll be interesting. So, to me, ladies and gentlemen, the ceiling is 10 wins. The floor is seven wins. But if you hit the seat, the floor, I think that – I think it would be a bit of a disappointment. I'm, I almost want to make the floor eight games. I almost wanted to do it. But I think that would just be a little bit – a little bit crazy. Um, but I think seven wins would be a bit of a disappointment, knowing what you did in the portal – Closing out the recruiting class 
and looking at the schedule you have. I just think that would be a bit of a disappointment. But those are the routes to eight to seven and five, eight and four, nine and three, ten and two. There's a path to all of those outcomes. And I, I wouldn't be surprised at any of them, but I would love to see eight and four, nine and three, or ten and two. Texas AM has an important basketball game coming up tonight against Arkansas that I think you could argue is win or no uh no NCAA tournament. So we're gonna talk about that game, preview it coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn is something I recommend all the time, whether it's for networking, whether it's for looking for a job, looking for employees. There is no better place to do all that than LinkedIn jobs. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So Texas A&M is getting ready to host the Arkansas Razorbacks in a game that, once again, I mean, we're getting to having to use the word must-win game for some of these games. I mean, I think that you have to finish – you really need to finish 10-8, and eight, I think, to feel great about Selection Sunday. Nine and um, nine, and nine I, just, I mean, it would be one of those, like, I don't know. I mean, listen, I've seen you know the people that are, do the bubble stuff and all that. I mean, I, I just think Texas A&M is one loss that they should win away from missing the tournament. So – so you play Arkansas on this. Uh, you play Arkansas this game at home at Reed Arena. You're ten and a half point favorites. The ESPN analytics give you a ninety point two percent chance to win this game, um, and I think you should win this game. I mean, we'll get into it, but I mean, I want to talk about the fact that so you are currently six and six in SEC play with six games remaining. If you go four and two in those games, you finish 10 and eight. And I think that's very doable. I think that so you have, I think it would include all to me, there are five winnable games left on the schedule. I don't think knowing that that Texas AM already beat Tennessee at home, I think it'd be really tough to beat them at their place. So if you lose that game, the other five games, Arkansas coming up tonight, South Carolina, Georgia. At, or at Georgia on the road, Mississippi State at home, at Ole Miss. All of those games are winnable, but I think you need to win four of them to feel really good. Starts with Arkansas tonight. South Carolina, I think, is extremely overrated. I think co- their coach is, is building a great culture over there. I think he's doing a good job, and I think he will turn that program around. Um, and I think he's going to start getting recruits after what he's done this year, but I just think that team's overrated. The loss at home to LSU, and they lose by 40 at Auburn. 
I, I, I don't, I think that they, that Texas A&M can beat them at home. So you beat Arkansas, you beat South Carolina, you beat Georgia on the road. I think that you have to go three, and zero in that stretch. And then you find a way to win one of two against Mississippi state at home and Ole Miss on the road. Um, I, I think, well, actually let's say this. I think that Mississippi state is more winnable in South Carolina. Let's do this. Let's say you beat Arkansas, you beat Georgia on the road, you beat Mississippi state at home. You go three and zero in those games. All you have to do is beat, go one and one in the Ole Miss game and the USC game or the South Carolina game, and I think you're good in the NCAA tournament. So you have to do it. It starts tonight. Listen, if you lose this game against Arkansas, against Arkansas, you're in trouble. So looking at the number on Arkansas, numbers on Arkansas, they average seventy five points a game, thirty four point eight rebounds, eleven point two assists. 5.8 steals, 6.3 blocks, 12 turnovers. They shoot 44% from the field, 31.7% from three, 71.9% from the free throw line. So, you know, numbers, 12 turnovers is a little high. You want to put pressure on them, make them make mistakes with the basketball. Um, that means they block a good amount of shots. Six blocks a game is a good amount of blocks. They don't assist a ton, so they play a lot of hero basketball, you know. Um, don't let them do it. Don't let them – jack up on unassisted threes and don't let them take the ball to the rim and um, all that. Uh, to me, this is the game. This is what I want to see in this game. I want to see Wade have an efficient night. We know who Wade Taylor is. We know who he is as a player. I would love to see him have a night, though, where he shoots the basketball 13 times and makes nine of those shots. You know, I think that he's been shooting the ball a lot, which he, I mean, that's what he is. He's a high-volume shooter but he hasn't been shooting this high percentage. I'd love to see him have a game because him getting like super hot is, is I think going to carry Texas A&M to the NCAA tournament. So if he can find a way to just start getting more efficient, making more shots, I, because what's that, what is that going to do? That's going to cut down on missed shots, which I know Texas A&M gets a lot of offensive rebounds, but still, I mean, missed shots are obviously not a good thing. So, I'd love to see Wade be more efficient. Boost keep playing good basketball. This team, are they great offensively? No. Do they need to get better at shooting and shooting free throws? Yes. But I think that they do a good job at a lot of things. They find a way to grit games out that if this team can just get in the tournament, you never know. So this Arkansas game is the first step to that. You have to win this one. Fans need to be rowdy tonight. Big game coming up for the Aggies against Arkansas. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thank you all so much for being here every single day. I really appreciate it. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. And remember, we're free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So check the show out on all different kinds of platforms. Really appreciate it. Everybody have a great rest of your day today, and we will see you tomorrow.